together. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to us tonight for a little while. We'll do some teaching uh, towards the end. Uh, but we as a church have been in preparation now for several months of what we are about to enter into a time of fasting and prayer, a time that we want to uh, sincerely uh, reach out and get a hold of God. Now, I know that we have done this over the last several years where we have done a month of fasting and then different types of fasting uh, and prayer uh, during during the year, but I I believe uh, and sense in my spirit and have been spoken to by wonderful uh, men and women of God uh, used of the Lord that there is something that God is trying to do with uh, with this church. And I don't want to miss that. Do you? I don't want to miss that. Uh, and it's, it's just going to take a little sacrifice. Uh, you know, the Lord, uh, we have such a, uh, a, a great worship atmosphere uh, here, whether it's Wednesday night or Sunday. A great uh, atmosphere of prayer. We see uh, many uh, miracles People being baptized in Jesus' name. We had two baptisms this Sunday. And um, just uh, wonderful moves of God. And, and those moves of God have a way of sort of just carrying us along. And, you know, some people, they, they can come uh, to the services and they're not used to it. And they go, you know, wow, this was incredible. This was this was awesome. But we can get accustomed to it. And I feel that when we have reached a place where this level of glory and power is something that we just kind of get accustomed to, the Lord comes in and wants to bring us higher. Because the last thing he wants us to do is just simply be accustomed to his move and his level of power and his glory. Because when you reach that place in God and you stay there, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself touching the Ark of the Covenant. You'll find yourself disrespecting the things of God. Even though you're right in the middle of a great move of God, you know, one of the one of the incredible, amazing things about the ark being moved by David is the Bible tells us that out in front of the ark were uh, instrument players and worshipers and dancers and everybody was just glorifying God and there was tremendous worship going on. And then uh, Uzzah just reaches out. He sees the ark kind of stumble. He reaches out to steady it with his hand. And we know the story, right? God just strikes him down. Why would he do that? More than likely, very few in that entire crowd would dare to have the nerve, the uh, audacity to reach out and touch the Ark of the Covenant, whether it was to steady it or not. But you see, the young man that put his hand on the Ark of the Covenant was raised with the Ark of the Covenant. It was in his house since he was a child. He saw it every day, even though it may have been draped over with something. Or it might have been in a room. Or we, we, you know, we don't know. The priest that had it there. But all of his life, he was accustomed to it being around. And so the Lord, he doesn't want us uh, becoming, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a word rather than just accustomed to it, but, uh, you know, where it's just the norm of things. He always wants us awed by him. Can I say it that way? He, he wants us to walk into his midst 
and just be awed by his presence and by his power and by his glory. And I believe that this is what he wants to begin to work in us in the month of October. We have been studying about it. We have been teaching about it. We have been preaching about it. We've had guest ministers come in last Wednesday night. Uh, Sister Kleindance was so used of the Lord. And what a powerful move of God we had. And then on Sunday, the Lord swept in here uh, and blessed us mightily with his, uh, with his word and his presence. And we love it and we walk in it. We abide in it. We're excited about it. But God wants to bring us higher. And this level that we're trying to reach, that we're trying to get into, uh, it's not going to come without sacrifice. Remember what we preached on Sunday. These come out. They certainly do. But they come out with prayer and fasting. They come out with a church that has brought themselves together, unified themselves Put our isms and schisms aside, our discords and our sowing of discords and laying all of that down. Gossip uh, gone and, and, and discontentment with brethren or sisters. Just putting all that aside because the cause is greater. What we spoke on a couple of Sundays ago, right? When the cause of God becomes the greatest thing in our life, the enemy has a way of just fading out into the background. Things that used to bother us have a way of fading out into the background. They're not priority anymore. We don't get up seeking revenge. We don't get up seeking to be, to get even. We don't get up seeing if God's going to bring wrath on that brother or sister uh, today because of maybe something they said or something they did. Those things don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is the kingdom of God, prospering the kingdom of God, seeing the kingdom of God grow. And I believe the Lord wants to, to reach down and get a hold of us as an assembly and bring us up together to another level where we walk in awe of his presence again, where the cause of the kingdom becomes primary uh, in our life. It becomes the main thing again. We wake up thinking about it. We go to bed thinking about it. We go through the day thinking about it. The most exciting thing on our mind is reading the Word of God. One of the moments that we look forward to being in is the time of prayer. We need to reach a place where those things come back into our life and they replace other things that have replaced them. You know, there was that moment when prayer was exciting. That moment when reading the word of God was an anticipation. I remember after I'd received the Holy Ghost um, uh, way back in 1978. I, I just fell in love with the word of God. And uh, it, it took a little while. Uh, God, you know, he brought me through. Uh, uh, initially, I was uh, in a charismatic movement. Then made my way into the assembly of God's. And then the Lord revealed truth to me in this word. Uh, and we saw uh, baptism in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we found a church that baptized uh, uh, in that glorious name. And I remember just being in love with the word of God. I was innocent. I was ignorant. Um, and and uh, about other things. Just, just the word, the word, the word. And I can remember going to Sunday school uh, at that church. And, and they would tally up. How many chapters you read? You know, they would uh, say, how many chapters did you read this week? And, and so, you know, one would say, I read three. And another would say, I read ten. And everybody would clap. And uh, I, I would never say, not because I didn't read chapters, but I would have had to said, I read the New Testament this week. I read the Old Testament this week. I was so consumed with the Word of God. I remember getting out of school and going straight home and locking myself up in the room. And all I wanted to do was devour God's word. Oh, God, bring that back to me. Bring that hunger for your word back to me, oh, God. And we live in this life, and there are things that uh, begin to take its place. And 
entertainment and other things of the flesh and carnality and begin to take the place of those hungers. And, and now we're more excited about a certain ball game or we're more excited about a certain show or we're more excited about a certain event that might be taking place or whatever it may be. And it's, it's like it's removed the word of God. This The Lord wants to reach down into this congregation. He wants to bring us back up to where we're excited about God's word again. We're excited about prayer. I can't wait for the morning to pray with my brothers and sisters. I, I can't wait for tonight when I pray with my brothers and sisters. I, oh, I can't wait to get home from work to get into the word of God. Home from whatever it is that I may do. And I believe that these things can only come back to us through fasting and prayer. Because when we fast, we've taught on this. This is why we took so many days and weeks and week, midweeks and weekends and talking about fasting and prayer. is because I wanted us to understand uh, that fasting tears down the flesh. It's its purpose. It, it is to, to bring down the flesh so that I can uh, draw myself uh, close to God, to know Him, and uh, to remove carnality out of my life, to weaken the flesh that the spirit, that the spirit might become strong. And so through fasting and then prayer, uh, where I get connected to God, and through fasting, a renewed hunger for God, and through fasting, a desire to be in the presence of God, and through fasting, a desire to speak to God. And so these things are renewed uh, in my life. And we're going to begin to experience this in, uh, in the month of October, because we're going to do this right. We're, you know, uh, one of the things I was kind of concerned about is when you do something several years in a row, you get used to it. And so even though we enter into a month of fasting and prayer, it's like it's become a routine for us. And so, okay, well, no media, and we find a way around that. You know, we justify it as much as we can. And then and uh, reading the Word, etc. But I, I'm asking us as a congregation uh, to somehow shake ourselves this time and, and to say no. No, this, this is a moment. This, this is a visitation. And the Lord said that if you miss this visitation, uh, we, we, cannot, uh, we cannot allow ourselves to miss this visitation from God. This is not just going to be another session, another season, uh, another moment of fasting and prayer. This is literally going to be a visitation to you personally, to your home, to your children, into your life, into your mind, your spirit, in, uh, into, your, uh, into your soul, a visitation from God. And, and when we get into His Word, He's going to minister to us. He's going to speak to us. And uh, when we pray, uh, even though we're going to have a schedule of prayer uh, that we're going to be doing through the... You know, through the 21 days of fasting and prayer in October, uh, you, I'm, I'm going to be emailing this, and, and we're going to be passing it out, and, and, and we're going to have a schedule of prayer uh, that we know uh, that we're, we're going to be praying about. Now, that doesn't mean the only thing we're going to pray about, but that way we know everybody is at least praying for that, right? At sometimes during that day, uh, but other things. And then... Uh, pastor in daily devotion, uh, we've already got the 21 days laid out, uh, unless the Lord changes some of that, which of course we, we invite, uh, but we have them laid out, and we're going to receive uh, daily devotions dealing with prayer uh, during these 21 days of, uh, of prayer and fasting, and, and so we don't, we don't want this time to be a moment uh, of where, where we're just having to do this and you know let's get through this 21 days I can get back to eating 21 days I can you know I can I can get back to my normal way of life no God in, in this time change me never let my norm now be my norm when I walk out God when I walk into this don't let me walk out the same way I walked in Somehow, God, let me walk out a different way as your Bible tells us to do. Lord, let us walk out and, and never go back to that old way again. Let something change about us that will never revert back. And that our pleasures are in you. Our joy is in you. Our entertainment is in you. Our desires are in you. And it just everything about us, God, changes so that you can use us greater. And more mightily. Um, 
So on that 21 days, we know, you know, there's no media. Everybody say no media. We'll repeat this in a much shorter form on Sunday. But no media except for preaching, uh, gospel music, uh, religious books. And you don't even want to do that so that it takes up all your time. You want to be studying the Word of God. We want to be uh, in prayer during this time, drawing drawing close to the Lord. Uh, one, of the, um, one of the things that we do often uh, that I, I feel serves an injustice, and the Bible talks about it, is we will fast, right, a day, maybe two, but we go about our normal day activities. The only thing we do is just not eat. So it's not necessarily fasting as much as it is starving. And the Lord uh, talks about this in His Word. He says you fast, but you continue in your everyday activities. You don't take any time. You don't spend any time with me. All you're doing is not eating. And so we want to make sure that that is not the case uh, during this month, this 21 day of fasting. We want to make sure that we are spending uh, time in prayer. And uh, we're going to be praying about our prayer life. We're going to be praying about the reading the word and fasting and media and our relationship with God. Uh, we're going to be praying about global missions and home missions. And we're going to be praying for pastors in our section, uh, pastors or ministers that have uh, come out of, uh, of this church all over the country and all over the world, actually. And we're going to be praying for uh, this local church and uh, situations and over our marriages and over our children and over the ministries of the church uh, that are here uh, in the local church and the leaders and uh, all of the department heads. All of this, we're just going to be saturating the heavens and calling out the names. Why? Because when we walk out of this time of fasting and prayer, I want everything about this church to change. I, I want everything about the Sunday school department to change. I want everything about the usher department to change. I want everything about the discipleship department to change. I, every department, every area, everything we do. I want everything about the music department. I want it to change. We're going to walk out of this experience because of fasting and prayer and brand new revelation uh, and desire and hunger and power uh, and anointing uh, is uh, going to be uh, upon us all. And so we're going to be praying for all, uh, all, of these, uh, all of these different areas. I got some things here I want us to uh, talk about uh, to you so that we can be prepared for what is going to go on during these 21 days. I'm excited about it. And so we're going to have an itinerary that you're going to receive that different things that we're going to be praying on different days, uh, daily devotions that you're going to be getting. And if you don't receive pastor's daily devotions, make sure that I have your email. And if you've given your given me your email um, and you're not receiving them, please see me and let me know uh, so that we can try to figure out what's going on. OK, and then on Wednesday night. So we're going to have three Wednesday nights. And uh, what I have decided to do on these Wednesday nights, and oh, please be faithful, uh, please be faithful. And we're going to talk to the uh, uh, to our, our our Sunday morning uh, church uh, congregation, and 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 asking them to please be faithful on Wednesday nights. Is that we're going to have about uh, fifteen minutes where we focus in on something. It might be spiritual warfare, uh, it, whatever it is that God lays upon our heart. And then we're going to come together on Wednesday night as a congregation, and we're going to have a massive uh, uh, prayer meeting of just crying out to God, bringing the power of God down in this place and, and uh, addressing uh, our need uh, and, our, and our desire. And so our three Wednesday nights, they're, they're going to be teaching, but they're going to be prayer meetings, and we're going to see the power of God move so greatly. We're going to be talking to the uh, uh, to you and 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 the the Sunday uh, congregation crowd that uh, when our teachers get done at ten forty five here, uh, they're going to say, "Okay, it's a time to pray." Now you can pray in your seat, or you can come up here. But as a church, we're going to go into prayer before our Sunday morning service because I'm telling you, we're going to see some moves of God that are going to take place in this church on on those Sundays. But not just those Sundays. The beauty about fasting is it 
it's perpetual. When you fast and pray, sometimes actually when you fast and pray, you don't even really see anything happen right there at the moment. But, but down the road. You begin to see incredible mountains moved and walls torn down and wonderful, powerful things happen. Things you've prayed about come to pass. Miracles take place. And all of that was because you laid a foundation of fasting and prayer. And so we're going to see great, powerful moves in our Sunday services. We're going to see a resurrection of people receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost by fives and tens and dozens just praying through. And uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. These are the things we're seeking. These are the things we're wanting. And we're asking the Wednesday night church. We're asking the Sunday morning church. Even though you, and, and, and we have a, uh, it should be a list out in the foyer, I believe. Uh, hopefully Sister Kyle uh, did that. If it's not there tonight, uh, uh, it'll be there Sunday morning. But where our prayer line, uh, where we get on the prayer line on Sunday morning at 6.30. At noon during the day and then Sunday night. We're asking that for these 21 days. If you don't normally get on the prayer line, we're asking for the church to take the time to sign up and say, okay, Sunday morning's best for me. I mean, uh, the morning's best for me. The uh, noon is best for me. You might be able to take a lunch break. At your work and just uh, get away somewhere for five or ten minutes. It doesn't have to be the whole hour or the whole 30 minutes. It could just be for a few minutes. But you just dial in at noon and get online with others that are praying. And just go to prayer and talk to God together with your brothers and sisters. And then at night, at 9.30 before you go to bed. Those of you that uh, it's convenient to do that. So choose one of those times, morning, noon, or night. And say, for these 21 days, I'm going to make an exception. Maybe normally I'm not on the prayer line, but I'm going to make an exception. I want us to come together in the morning, on Monday morning, and Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, and then noon uh, on those days, and then in the evening on those days, uh, except for Wednesday nights. And, and uh, just to see this uh, prayer come together and do that. How many of y'all would try to, your best to choose one of those one of those times. Go ahead and raise your hand because I'm looking at you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> all right, we're going to do that. If it's not out there, it'll be out there on Monday. And so I'm not asking you to do it all year, but if you can do it for 21 days. But you know what they say, right? Do something for 21 days and it becomes a, a habit. And so that's kind of what we're sort of hoping, getting this church uh, going on, on uh, fasting and prayer. So we have some wonderful... Uh, things that are in store uh, that we are uh, we are going to be doing. We're excited about it. And I'm going to spend just a few minutes uh, here tonight uh, just mentioning uh, a, a few things concerning fasting and prayer. When you have the time, and thank you, Don, for putting that up. Uh, if you don't have the prayer line number, that's the number. You call it in, and then you dial 60. It'll say uh, enter your code, and you dial 603-190 pound sign we probably need to put the pound sign behind that zero after we after we bring it down and then you push uh, pound sign and it'll say please announce yourself you do not have to announce yourself uh, just sit there and wait and a couple of seconds later uh, it'll come on and you'll hear people just praying just join in and pray and and you, you say well but I'm embarrassed to let them hear me pray listen for one thing the voices are mixed so they're not going to kind of say is that Sister Rob? I think I hear Sister Rob. No, they're all mixed in, so they're not going to be able to tell. But if you're really super, 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 super conscious, then just push the mute button. And then you can pray, and nobody will even hear you. But I really would rather for you to let your voice come through and just kind of blend with everybody else, okay? It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome, guys, I'm telling you. The power of God is going to move so wonderful. Isaiah, Isaiah 56, I'm sorry, Isaiah 58, verses 6 through 14. Read those when you get home. You don't have to go to that, uh, Sister Don. But the Bible talks to us about benefits of fasting. And these are some of the things that you and I are going to experience during our time of fasting. We're going to experience revelation. Everybody say revelation. Listen. You are going to experience healing and wholeness. Everyone say 
wholeness. Now, I want to tell you, wholeness is something very few people experience. Wholeness is when you are healed in your mind, your soul, and your body. You have wholeness. And we can receive this through fasting and prayer. And I believe many of us will. We will, we will uh, reap righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. You're going to experience the presence of God. The Bible calls it the Shekinah glory of God through fasting and prayer. You're going to see prayers answered. Many, uh, many examples of that in the word of God. Uh, you're going to begin to receive continual guidance. You know how you used to let the Lord speak to you? Used to. And then you kind of got out of the habit. You're like, I can handle it from here, God. Thank you. I appreciate it. But, you know, I got it from here. It's like that guy was up on the roof, you know, and he slipped. And he it was one of those tile roofs. Feet came out from under me. He went down, just zipped right down that tile roof. Tiles flying everywhere. And he cried out, Jesus, save me. And he goes off the off the roof, this three-story building, he goes off the roof, and this long nail reaching out, grabs his garment and catches him, and he's hanging by that nail. And he says, never mind, Lord, the nail's got me. So sometimes I think God has guided us for so long that we think we've been guiding ourselves. And we need to get back to hearing the voice of God. My Lord... It is amazing what will begin to happen in our lives when we begin to hear the voice of God. Listen, fasting and prayer will do that. If you will fast and truly take the time to pray, you will begin to hear the voice of God again in your life. And do you know what the voice of God in your life does for you? It brings purpose. When you know you're hearing the voice of God, you receive purpose in your life. It's amazing what it will do. Uh, it's One of the benefits is contentment. Uh, Paul says what? He says, be content no matter what state you find yourself in. It's amazing what fasting and prayer will do for you. That no matter what state you find yourself in, you'll become content. It will bring a refreshing. Everybody say a refreshing. I don't know about you, but I can use a refreshing. I can use a refreshing. Amen. You know, sometimes uh, uh, you'll call a company up and you'll say, hey, my battery's not working like it used to. They'll say, this is what you need to do. Let it drain all the way down until it's nothing. And then charge it all the way up. And then let it drain all the way down until it's nothing again. And then charge it back up and it'll be okay out there. What are they doing? They are depleting and replenishing that. Fasting and prayer is us standing before God and saying, okay, God, drain everything out of me. Bring everything out of me. But when you recharge me, charge me with your word, charge me with your power, your presence, your anointing, your wisdom, your strength. That's what I want to be filled back up with, God. The glory of God and the things of God and the power of God and the ways of God. Amen. Amen. And so fasting would do these things for us. And uh, restoration. Everyone say restoration. You know, some of us are fighting some things in our lives. Some of us are battling things we have battled for many, 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 many years. And um, the world, flesh, our mind, Satan, things have a way of causing certain um, acts that we've done, words that we've said uh, to hang around. We can't ever seem to shake them. We can't ever seem to get them off and every time you think you're just fixing to get over that hill it just sort of creeps up in the back of your mind of something you've done something you said someone you hurt uh, usually it's something that can't be undone right it's something that you can't go back and fix you you, you, you did it and you just can't fix it. It's just the way it is. It's, it's just broken and, and I can't fix it. If God doesn't fix it, uh, it, it'll just never be fixed. And the world and Satan and yourself, your carnal mind and your thinking, your own condemnation 
has a way of keeping these things on top of you. Fasting and prayer will bring restoration to your soul. Fasting and prayer will break the yokes of bondage, the Bible says. Cast off uh, condemnation, the word of the Lord says. Remove the yoke of sin from you. This is what fasting and prayer will do for us. These things that have us bound, these things that have lied to us and condemned us and kept us in shackles and chains. When you get in the presence of God and you have humbled this flesh and your mind and spirit is in his presence and you are touching him and you are feeling his power, he has a way of ripping these things off of you and burning them to cinders and blowing them out of your life and restoring you to your original glory that you had when he filled you with the power of the Holy Ghost. And these are some of the things that are going to begin to happen to you and I. What do you say we clap our hands to the Lord and give him praise? But we have to be willing to pay the price. And uh, to my Wednesday night crowd, I'll mention this in short on Sunday as well, but also this particular fast is um, is one meal a day. So you choose your meal. Now listen to me. Everybody say, drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water, especially if you're working uh, in uh, in the sun. I was doing something out in the sun a few days ago. Man, it was so hot. I don't know if y'all been outside lately, but man, it has been miserably hot. And we were out working on uh, basketball court that we're putting together for all of our youth here. They gather at pastor's house all the time and 50 of them be out there playing on the parking out there in my garage. They drink, they drink my drinks. They eat my food and, and they, they run up my light bill and they play basketball at my court. And we love every minute of it. Every minute of it. We're so thankful they come. But we decided to uh, build something nicer for them. So we was out there running electric and working in the dirt and digging ditches and, and, and this, and it was so hot. I drank three gallons of water during that time. Started at 7 a.m. We didn't finish till 3 o'clock. And so I was amazed that I actually still felt refreshed at the end of the day. You have to drink a lot of water. Now, you can switch this up a little bit. You may want to go three days with no food at all. That's perfectly fine. And then go a few days where you eat uh, just one meal, like, you know, like a salad. However you want to switch it up is fine. But never more than one, one meal a day. And I don't mean a meal that lasts nine hours. You get up in the morning, you just never stop eating. I'm still on my meal. <laughs> Uh, I've actually had people ask that. They said, so what's the time limit on that meal? <laughs> and I look at them. Of course, they're, you know, we're just having fun. And I told them, I said, I think you're missing the spirit of it. I think you're missing the spirit of it. But uh, so uh, we want to discipline ourselves. And um, we're, we're going to put all kinds of diets out of business, you know, through fasting and prayer. We're all going to slim up and be sharp and tight and tight and right. And look good and sound good and feel good and be full of the be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're gonna look like angels walking around. So fasting and prayer. So one uh, one meal a day and lots and lots and lots of water. Okay? It's not easy. I'm telling you, it starts out like, oh, I can do this. Till you get into that seven, eight, nine days, and your body's like, man, I I really need more than one meal a day just between me and you. I really need more than one meal a day. But God's going to help us to do it. Amen. Remember, it is called a sacrifice. So I've heard people complain about fasting. <laughs> like, I get hungry when I fast. Yep, that's part of it. That's, that's what happens when we fast. It's called a sacrifice. All right, so real quick here, and uh, I'll bring this to a close. I know I've only done some talking here tonight, but as the Wednesday night crowd, the core of the church, I wanted us to have a better understanding of what we're doing, what to expect, and then we can kind of encourage others uh, to come along, follow along with us. And so uh, why are we fasting? Well, 
First of all, we're fasting in obedience to God's word, right? He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast, when you fast. So fasting is not an option. It is something that we should do. And so then we ask ourselves, how often should I fast? I want to tell you the easiest way to answer that question for you. The moment you find your carnality, your flesh, has more strength than your spirit, it's time to fast. That's pretty simple. For some of y'all, that's every other day. But for those who are really old and have very few temptations in life, you could probably get away with it about once every two or three weeks or maybe even once a month. All right, so a good Geiger counter of fasting is if I feel like this flesh is kind of taking over, then I need to go on some kind of an extended fast, right? Three days, five days, seven days. If, um, however, just out of discipline, and we do it here at the church, we should fast every single week, and we do that, right? We fast every, we start at 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening, and we go to 6 o'clock on Thursday evening, uh, no food and lots of water, or some do, no food, no water, and that's perfectly fine. You go with one day. In fasting, so we want to fast, everybody say, in obedience to God's word. We want to fast because we want to see God's plan fulfilled in our life. And the word of the Lord tells us fasting is one of these ways to accomplish that. We want to fast to humble ourselves. Everybody say, humble ourselves. So look at your neighbor and tell him, but I'm already humble. See, the very fact that you said that lets me know you have a problem. So we want to fast to humble ourselves before God. I'm just going to, I got scripture and everything, but I just want to run through these. Um, we want to fast to help us to overcome temptations in our life. The Bible says that Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. He fasted 40 days, 40 nights. Afterwards, he was tempted of the devil. I mean, the devil himself uh, came and presented himself to Jesus Christ and had some powerful temptations there. But fasting gave the Lord Jesus Christ the power and ability to resist those temptations. And so this is one of the things. Now, everybody say fasting and prayer. We don't want to forget that. Jesus didn't just fast. He fast and prayed. We fast to purify ourselves from sin, to become pure, that we might help others to become pure uh, as well. And so we are fasting because we want to be cleansed. We want to get ourselves in a position with fasting and prayer where we are cleansed, that we lose desires of the flesh that we have. We fast that we become weak in the flesh, that we might become strong in God. The Lord said he, uh, his strength is what? Found in our weakness. And so we fast that we might become weak, that he might become strong. We fast to obtain God's strength in our life, that we might accomplish his will in our life. Acts 13, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. I should have given you scripture for all of these. Fast and praying, therefore, uh, for ministry. Uh, the Bible tells us that we fast in time of crisis. Uh, Book of Esther and other places gives us examples of that. Can anybody think of a crisis right now? I can think of one. It's a $15 million crisis. And it's a building. And so we're going to fast and we're going to bring it before God. And we're going to let him know that we're serious about this. That we want to reach our city for his name's sake. Amen. We fast to seek God's direction. The Bible's full of that. Where men go into fasting seeking the direction of God about something. If you're making a major decision in life, don't just pray. 
pray and fast. Put time aside. Fast about it. Pray about it. Make sure that you humble yourself that when God does bring direction, your pride doesn't override the direction that God's bringing you. Because I'm going to tell you, just like it is, most of the time, the instructions that God gives you and me is the opposite of what our flesh thinks is the right thing to do. The right thing to do. I have learned through the years, most of the time, people come to me for counseling, not because they're necessarily looking for advice. They're just wanting me to approve of their actions, approve of the way that they're thinking, approve of what they're already doing. And when pastor says the opposite of what it is that they think is right, well, you can about imagine the results of that. And so we fast that we can get divine direction to humble ourselves, to submit ourselves, so that when the direction of God comes, we're willing to follow that direction for him. We fast. I'm almost done. We fast for understanding and divine revelation. Everybody say understanding. Say divine revelation. Listen. The, it, is, it is so often that I find myself responding to things, doing things. Um, in my own wisdom, my own knowledge, I, hadn't, I had, did not take the time to fast and pray to get divine understanding and revelation about what is going on so that I could respond more appropriately. We need to learn to fast and pray about, uh, about those things. Let's stand. I put half of you to sleep. Man, y'all need to fast and pray. I'm telling you that right now. It's a good thing we're not in the old days where they read the Bible for five hours. Standing. I think they made people stand so they wouldn't fall asleep. Every once in a while you'd hear. <laughs> one of them go over. Uh, amen. So. I'm asking you as pastor, let's go on a journey together. We can do this. It's just 21 days. Look, after the 21 days, if you don't like what God is doing in your life, then just go back to whatever it is you were doing. He's not going to stop you. Just go right back to whoever and whatever, you know, just, but I promise you. We do this right. We do this right. Everybody in this country will know who this church is. If we do this right. If we do it right. I meant to say every church. <laughs> All of our precious um, brothers and sisters. We're already, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you go. They know about the apostolic church in Palm Beach, the United Pentecostal Church. They've heard about you. Your worship, your praise, your giving to missions, your sacrifice. At camp, our boys and girls take over camp. You know who the state of Florida calls for workers at camp? They call us. And we flood the campgrounds with young men and women that rule the whole thing. PK Conference. It's, it's our kids that are called to do the music. It's our kids that are called to do the athletic activities. Our kids here in Palm Beach, that's who they call. And we send them. And it's because this church has produced a group of young men and women that know how to love God, serve God, and behave themselves in public. And, and, and not be an idiot most of the time. There's a few exceptions. I mean, they are kids, right? That's come out, that's come out of you. 
That's come out of the moms and dads that serve God right here in this church. It's not that the other churches don't have players and, and workers and, and all of those things. You know who they've got as the headmaster of the quizzers of the state of Florida? Brother and sister Rob right here from this church and their daughter Danielle right here out of this church. All of the district activities of this state, they reach into us and, and grab. Because of your worship, your fasting, your prayer. I, I know all our kids aren't perfect and, 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 and our marriages aren't perfect. And, and our single men and our single women aren't perfect. But we don't judge one another. We don't curse one another. When we fall, we pick one another up. We continue to love one another and listen to me, and you listen to me closely. And we let God decide whether he wants to continue to use and bless them or not. We don't make those decisions. God makes that decision. And if he decides he wants to flow through that young lady and through that young man, that's his business. Can you say amen? And so these are the things that because we love and we forgive, we don't backbite, we don't sow discord, we don't chew up one another, we don't come against one another, we love one another, we support one another, we back up one another, we let one another fall, we pick up one another, we cherish, we help, we mend, all of these things, because of that, we're still standing today. Now I'm going to tell you, this church... In the 25 years that I have been pastoring in Palm Beach, in the last six months, maybe a little longer, maybe nine months, we have been under the greatest spiritual attack I have ever seen in all areas of the church. But we're going to make it. We're going to stand. We're going to get through it. We're going to overcome. We're going to come out stronger than we've ever been. Our young people are going to be used of God. I don't care what mistakes they've made. God is going to wash them. He's going to cleanse them. He's going to stand them back up on their feet. They're going to be loved by this congregation. And they're going to be used by God. Because you got to remember something. We're all a bunch of little perfect people in here. But we're saving a very imperfect world. And what we want to judge and say, you shouldn't have done that. The person they're trying to reach does 20 times worse than that. So when they look dirty to us, they still look real clean to everybody else. So don't judge them. Get a spiritual wash rag. And love. Wipe your own face first. And then you can wipe somebody. I don't know how I got off on all of that, but I did. The beginning of fasting and prayer. It's going to be dangerous around here. All right. I want us to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to help us to bind together, come together, to be one in this. And I'm asking you as a Wednesday, as the Wednesday night crowd, I'm asking you, find somebody on Sunday morning. And, and just sit with them and say, hey, um, we're going into fasting and prayer. So let's do this. Let's do this together. How much of a help would that be if we had someone that we teamed up with? Wouldn't that be awesome? If we just we had someone we teamed up with and they could call you up and say, so how much do you eat today? Did you pray today? Did you read your word today? As we go through this time. So we're going to ask the Lord to bind us together. Make us one. And bring us through this time of fasting and prayer. We're going to start Monday. October the 1st. So I've only got this coming Sunday. Brother um, Robinette's going to be with us. Right? Is it this Sunday? Now listen. He is used. God. His specialty. God uses him in. Is praying people through the Holy Ghost. If you know someone needs the Holy Ghost and you know a hundred, bring them to the house of God this Sunday and see if 20, 30 people don't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in this altar. 
this coming Sunday. And we'll have the water warmed up and ready to go. Lord, we come to you tonight, this wonderful congregation, the men and women that have gathered here, Lord, our young people. Father, we just pray. We, we, we open up our mouths unto you, God, and we ask, Father, that you would intervene with us, that you would come amongst us and touch our hearts and our minds and just bring us together and make us one in this time of fasting and prayer. We'll be a strength to one another, an encouragement to one another. We'll help a brother, help a sister, Lord, to get through this, to make it through this. Father, we need you. We need your strength. We need your might. Lord, we just ask in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you. I praise you. I adore you. Lord God, help us, Lord, as we go through this to accomplish all that you desire to see us accomplish. Lord, that we will be brought higher in you, that our lives will be changed forever and we will walk with you father and know you and understand your ways and be endued with power and do the will of God Lord that's our that is our goal it's our purpose it's our desire to see the will of God be accomplished and we ask it in the wonderful mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ everybody say amen find five people and tell them God bless you welcome to the sanctuary of the Palm Beaches